Welcome to the Here Be Dragons podcast. My name is Brett Landry. I'm one of the pastors of Christ City Church. My name is Jake LeFave. I'm the lead pastor at Christ City Church East Vancouver. And my name is Fred Eaton. I'm the lead pastor of Christ City Church in Kitsilano. Guys, uh, it's a joy to be able to do ministry together as a network of neighborhood churches in the city of Vancouver. And we talk a lot about the way that we have a collaborative nature of leadership uh, and a collaborative nature in the way that we try to take and, and, and you know, utilize each other as resources uh, among others on our team. Um, we are putting this podcast together with some of those thoughts in mind, but uh, maybe let's just talk for a few minutes. Like why a podcast? Why this podcast? What are we doing here? Yeah, I think uh, in creating the podcast, I think one of the ideas behind it was to give people more uh, than Sunday morning, uh, more than what we can go into on a typical uh, Sunday in a sermon, or even in a community group where we're trying to get um, you know into each other's lives, ask those very personal questions. Uh, hopefully with the podcast, we can ask maybe the bigger philosophical questions. What are the trends we're seeing that we can riff on those uh, for perhaps a little bit? Uh, and so kind of give a more fully orb picture of what it means to live in the city of Vancouver that's always changing and new things are always coming up and be able to engage those things as they do on a sort of a deep philosophical theological level uh, going forward. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, Brett, we collaborate. And I think we, when we collaborate on sermons, we're aware that our conversations go well beyond our sermons. So as we think out loud together and work things through, there's so much that doesn't get into our sermons that we think actually would serve God's people. And so we're looking for an avenue to take some of our conversations about what it means to live out our faith in the real world and uh, provide some thoughts and answers. Yeah, our goal would be to 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 kind of curate some content, I think, that we think would be helpful for folks to engage with. Um, it's really designed for Christians who take their faith seriously and want to bear faithful witness to the ancient gospel, but here in our presently, you know, rapidly changing culture. And so, you know, we, this ancient gospel that we believe and the, the present rapidly changing culture, how things are always moving. Now, when we talk about that, I think a, a person's context is going to filter what we just said. So I think it's important to acknowledge that we're pastors, like we said, living and, and ministering in the city of Vancouver. It's a progressive city, and that colors our thinking as we engage with some of these things. And so we recognize that, that it will be different in some people's context, but we do think that uh, in terms of Canadian culture, things are moving toward how we see uh, the progressive movements in Vancouver and Toronto and Montreal and, and in Calgary and Edmonton and, and Winnipeg and larger cities across the country, how it's shaping our thinking um, we want to navigate the faith in a post-Christian culture, and we can talk about what we mean by that, and, and stay faithful to what we would call historically Orthodox Christianity in this rapidly changing world, but that all comes with complications, and, and they're not really complications that are unique to us, it's just that we live in this moment of history, and so we want to have uh, some of that conversation uh, engaging with the culture around us and what it looks like to talk to ideas, uh, speak to ideas, and and competing ideologies, and why we think that we maybe need some nuance around different movements, and there's all kinds of things we want to look at, but, you know, even just for for instance, when we say God, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people in the city of Vancouver, and so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have an emphasis on being Christ-centered, we have an emphasis on being scripturally saturated and, and grounded in the truth of God's Word, and we want to move into those things. So this is just an extension of all of that conversation that we have to figure out what it means to be human and what it means to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, but also a citizen of the city of Vancouver and then beyond. 
So the question is, I think, for anybody listening to this podcast, why on earth do we call it "Here Be Dragons"? Yeah, it's a, a it's a. I think it's an interesting phrase. Um, I grew up as a bit of a map nerd. Like I had globes and atlases, and I remember buying an atlas with my own money when I was still a kid because I wanted a better atlas than the atlas my parents had. And so "Here Be Dragons" actually comes from that world of cartography. Um, in, in sort of, it's a little bit in in you know, history and lore around map making that where there were uncharted territories on a map, they would draw some sort of mythical figure. They would draw a dragon or some kind of monster. And what it was doing was signifying we've not yet explored that area. Uh, and and, and there's a, there are instances where Here Be Dragons is actually written in that space. Uh, so there'd be these pictures on the maps that would just be signifying the fact that this is uncharted territory, and we think that it's actually quite applicable to where we're at as the Church of Jesus in the 21st century. We're moving into uncharted territory, and uh, we are asking God for His wisdom as we do so, but just talking about what it means to navigate the faith in a post-Christian culture. So, Brett, you just mentioned that post-Christian culture, and I think it might be worthwhile spending some time there. Uh, what are we talking about when we're talking about a post-Christian culture? Like, what are we getting at? Uh, what are some of the attitudes the church has brought to this in the past? Is it hopeless? Like, are we done here? I- I'm curious as to what you guys think about that. Yeah, post-Christian doesn't mean we've transcended Christianity and moved on to something else. Um, I mean, there's a famous article written decades ago talking about the death of God and, and that how human civilization has moved on from God. That's not what we're talking about when we're talking about a post-Christian culture. What we're talking about is a culture that defines itself over and against traditional Christian values, and it really is because the church, in a, in a lot of ways, was in a position of strength in the broader culture, and we really imported a lot of our way of thinking um, from the Christian faith. And so there's lots of stuff going on in North American culture and Canadian culture and Vancouver culture that would be, in some ways, Christian-esque. Mm-hmm. But at this point in history, it's actually becoming a little bit more hostile to live here as a follower of Jesus, and things are not being accepted that were once accepted. And in a post-Christian culture, you have this idea that we're defined against what the uh, predominant views would have been maybe 50 or 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to add that bit that post-Christian culture can sometimes be have an anti-Christian feel. And uh, as the culture has moved away from sort of a Christian or a biblical influence, I don't think we've ever seen a Christian culture, yeah. but as, as the biblical or Christian influence in our culture wanes or dissipates, um, wh- the culture that's coming about, many people call it a post-Christian culture, and as a result, Christians can feel um, an antagonism from the culture. Right. Um, how, do we, how do we think our way through that? How do we live our way through that? What challenges are we facing? And how do we remain faithful to Jesus when it might be more and more costly to follow him? Yeah, so what is a hopeful word you would speak to that person living in Vancouver, like you, like me, uh, today, uh, who is perhaps lamenting, you know, the glory days gone by? where you know we had perhaps more of that Christian influence mm-hmm. uh, than we do now. Uh, what is the hopeful word that you'd speak to that person listening to this podcast in Vancouver uh, this day and age? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think that there's always a hopeful word because Jesus is always reigning. Um, the good news is he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The good news has been the good news ever since it first came out of his mouth uh, till the end of the age. There is always hope. 
Um, I think if sometimes we have borrowed our hope um, from the culture um, agreeing with us, perhaps that was a misplaced hope. Yeah. Um, and I think that post-Christian culture presents us actually with new opportunities to locate our hope only in Jesus. Yeah. I think, uh, I think of what Mark Sayers has written on this topic of post-Christian culture and how he talks about uh, the desire for the kingdom without the king. Mm-hmm. And so there's the desire for the flourishing element of what it means to be a citizen of heaven uh, here and now. There's a desire for love and peace and joy, and there's a desire for compassion and for caring for those who no one else cares for. There's all of that, and, and what's happened is that some of those, I would say, social movements have have come outside of the church or the kingdom of God here and now. And what's going on is a rejection of Jesus' lordship, but we actually want to keep all the good bits. And so I think in a weird way, that's hopeful because people still do long for something that they don't yet have. And at the end of the day, God has called us to love God, love our neighbor, and to take the good news of the gospel that we have and to continue to share that, to be salt and light in this world that we live in. Yet... Sometimes what Fred just said, what used to be good news to some is not good news any longer. They want to keep aspects of it without Jesus. Yeah, our goal should not be to maintain the cultural status quo that our, or, you know, that our our parents or their, our grandparents enjoyed. Our goal is to be faithful to Jesus, uh, come what may. Yeah, and Jake, to answer your specific question, just of a word of hope uh, in this moment in time. I think the church has always flourished when it has been marginalized. If you look at what we have now, nearly 2,000 years of Christian history, we see that the church of Jesus flourishes at times when it is not aligned with the power structures of the world. There have been times where the church has been deeply aligned with the power structures of the world and governments, and, and you kind of go on and on, and things have not necessarily been strong in the faith in those seasons, yet... When we look at the way that uh, if the church is suppressed and pushed down, and even times where it's made illegal to preach the gospel, the church flourishes in those environments, though it be persecuted and though it suffer greatly, God seems to do something in the midst of that. Just recently, there's been an article come out, and it's been coming out for the last couple of years. People are taking notice that the fastest growing church in the world is in the nation of Iran. And there's been more people come to Christ in the nation of Iran in this last couple of decades or whatever it is than ever before in the history of that country. And I don't think that's by accident. I think God does a mighty work when we are not trusting in the regular power structures of the world, but only trusting in Him. Yeah, that's good. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I I think also as we think about um, being faithful in a post-Christian culture, I think the gospel, or the Bible, let's say more broadly, provides us with a perspective on our culture that may serve Christians trying to live in the culture. Um, I think I agree with you completely what Sayer says, you know, many people in our culture want the kingdom life, Uh, they want that human flourishing but they want it without the king. Um, but I think the, the culture wants things that it cannot have uh, because of its rejection of the king. And one of the things that, one of the people I, I think says this very well, um, James Hunter, 
uh, in his book, uh, The Death of Character, I think he really summarizes this quandary that a post-Christian culture faces. He says, quote, We want character, but without unyielding conviction. We want strong morality, but without the emotional burden of guilt or shame. We want virtue, but without particular moral justifications that invariably offend. We want good without having to name evil. We want decency without the authority to insist upon it. We want moral community without any limitations to personal freedom. In short, we want what we cannot possibly have on the terms that we want it. And I I think James Hunter is addressing this quandary that a post-Christian culture finds itself in, of which I think as Christians... um, we can actually speak into with a fresh voice, with a fresh insight. And I hope that that strengthens the faith of our people who are are really trying to be faithful in the workplace Mm -hmm. and coming up against some of these questions and quandaries that our culture is posing and saying, actually, you know, I might have something to say to that. Yeah. So if we can get down to the nitty gritty of it, what are the ways that we want to specifically through this podcast equip the people uh, who listen to it uh, as they go to work, as they go to school, uh, as they live uh, in this place, in this world that wants the kingdom without the king? Uh, how will we do this in this podcast? Yeah, I think we talked about it just briefly that there, there's a limitation to the Sunday morning sermon. You know, we want to be exegeting passages of scripture and uh, applying that as best we possibly can to the context that we live in. But it does stop us at times from, uh, because of our emphasis on, on teaching the scriptures, um, verse by verse and passage by passage, it does limit us to a longer, maybe more broad conversation at times about the implications of that. And, you know, we ha- I, th- I certainly think, as I listen to both of you preach, and I know I certainly try to drive those things down and, and, and drive them into a practical thing, like when you go to work on a Monday morning, what are you taking with you, and how are you encouraged in your faith to be a, a person who works hard and stands for the right things and loves all people and all of those things. But there's other topics that I think need to be discussed, and I, it would be helpful to for us to be able to do it. So that's that's where we're getting at. One of the things we're going to do is just um, by a number of questions that are emailed in, which we have a massive list of already, number of questions that we can sit down and engage with uh, from time to time. We also have um, lots of interviews planned with pastors and scholars and leaders and theologians and church historians where we can get down into some of their expertise and glean from that, again, in a format where we can't necessarily grab it on a Sunday morning. Um, meeting with people from all different backgrounds, from different ages and different levels of experience and just getting their voices into the mix that it, that it might build us up. And so we want to take our faith seriously in the day-to-day things, and we know that that will take some fuel. It'll take some resources, and we're just hoping we can put some of those things together. If I can ask one more question, the ideal listener, is this a, a seminary grad who's you know, you know knee-deep in crazy textbooks? Is this a, a parent at home, like barely treading water? Who, who, who's the ideal listener for, for this podcast? That's a great question. Um, I think of people like my kids, my wife, um, yeah, anybody in our congregations. Um, definitely, we are, I think, casting a broader net so that people can feel that our answers are speaking to their particular issues. And I think one of the ways that we're going to be able to do that is we try to do this, but to even with the podcast in mind, as we interact with people in our in the congregations that we're trying to pastor, um, listen to the sorts of issues that they're facing, and perhaps try and answer that 
thoughtfully for them. Yeah. Maybe not by directly naming them, but uh, yeah. thoughtfully answer those questions and, ch- and challenges that they're facing. Yeah, I think the ideal listener um, is a, a broad spectrum of people. I think it's, it's the, like I said, those who take their faith seriously and want to live faithfully now in this current cultural moment and then beyond uh, in light of the ancient truths of the gospel, mm-hmm. in light of the ancient truths of scripture, in light of the historical record we have of God's faithfulness and the mess of different generations that people have gone through in the past, uh, we're in the middle of one of those, and we don't know what to do all the time, but we are seeking to be guided into the unknown, and I think any person who is uh, following Jesus and, and is hoping to take it seriously on a grounded level, I think they'll benefit from this. Fantastic. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. Here Be Dragons is a podcast of Christ City Church in Vancouver. You can find us online at herebedragonspodcast.com or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dragons Podcast.